and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 149. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. We are here today to talk all things Marvel. Or, At least a couple things Marvel. Yeah, all things Marvel for features. And then news is going to be completely gaming and not Marvel related whatsoever. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is Sutra Side Talk. We talk what we watch and play every week, along with some select news that we want to uh, cover and give our opinions on. And we got a couple pieces, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, what is it? We're like in the middle of May now, right? At this uh, point. Yeah, it's oh like my May God, 15th. Right. Yeah. It's literally the 15th. Holy Shit, crap. time's flying by. Holy crap, man. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, dude, my brain is fried. I spent like all day yesterday spending, uh, like putting together my computer and it's just like so nerve wracking cause I've never done it before. And I was like following a video. I was reading the manuals. I was absolutely making sure I was plugging things in the right way and all that stuff. And like, dude, routing those wire, like the power cables to where they need to go and getting them to actually fit right. It's, it's just like the, they're super stiff, so it's like it feels like you're going to break something. But as, as long as nothing broke, I should be able to turn on my computer and it should work fine. I just haven't done that yet because by the time I finished last night, it was like way late. And I was like, I don't want to deal with like loading my operating system and stuff now. So I don't know. It's just like you've probably experienced this before. But if you spend like a really long time, like completely focusing on something, it just like wipes you out mentally. Yes. Uh, so I literally spent all day yesterday, like at least 90% concentration. Cause I was just like, I don't want to fuck up and break something. <laughs> if I bend one of these stupidly like brittle pins, I just can't plug this into my motherboard. So I just, by the end of the day, I was just like, I need to sleep now. Oh my and my God. brain is like still feeling the effects of it. So if I feel, if I sound a little bit disjointed or tired, because I basically spent all my brain power yesterday building a computer that I haven't even turned on yet. Wish me luck for later. I'm just going to hear just a, a faint scream of just like, no! <laughs> like, oh, uh, see some crows fly out of some trees and shit when it happens. Oh, man. But I hope I hope it works. And uh, how, yeah. how, how many uh, how many hours do you want to say it took? Uh, like I think I started officially at like... 3 30 or 4 in the afternoon or something like that because I, I was basically just like i want to have lunch i want to like take my cats out let them have their outside time and like not make them wait on me or whatever uh and then like once i got started i basically only stopped for like maybe an hour or two for dinner and like doing dishes and stuff but like yeah i did not expect to be going until basically 12 30 at night okay at, like I thought at most it would take me like three or four hours, but it was more like six or seven. All right. Not too bad. That's, but that's still, yeah, that's a lot, man. Goddamn. Yeah. yeah. I went to the, I went back to the gym for the first time in almost two months now since uh, surgery. And oh my God, I, I pretty much like started at zero for everything and just kept working up until I had to stop. But I kept going up higher and higher and higher for like, bench press one day the other day squats the other day deadlifts among like all the other exercises along with like chest yeah. and everything else but uh yesterday uh was like i stopped you know i'm resting 
start laughing and my abs started hurting so much when I was laughing. Uh, and I was like, oh shit, it hurts when I laugh. This is fantastic. Uh, but I'm still like... sweet pain. Yeah, I've got the full like kind of, I guess, initiative sore soreness of not really like just from a good workout week, but just like getting back into it after yeah. so long. So it's going to be fun really just uh, next week then kind of hitting closer and closer to my previous limits that I had before. So that'll be nice. But yeah, this week, uh, a few things. Uh, News-wise, is going to be gaming more with, uh, I guess, more or less Xbox and uh, EA. And then for our features, we've got Doctor Strange in the in the Multiverse of Madness. I had to think about the full title. Or is it Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness? E- either way. Uh, followed by Moon Knight, the uh, most recent Disney Plus shows. And can it, pretty much... Both of these are the most recent. Hey, it's the Marvel times. Better go do the thing. And it's like, all right. Kind of feels like work at this point, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the way they've done their schedule, there's basically something Marvel like every month or so at this point. I mean, Disney pretty much wants to either, they want to own the box office and they want to own the streaming viewpoint and be also relevant on social media 24 yeah. seven, which is why like right now, you know, we just had Moon Knight and Doctor Strange. Uh, right when they die down, we have Obi-Wan. Right when that dies down, we have Miss Marvel followed by Thor, Love and Thunder. There is no Dude, stopping. Literally, on, so I pretty, pretty much every day for, uh, driving home from work, I have to go across the uh, the Bay Bridge. And there was a Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness poster or billboard that was up for like, I don't know, maybe a few weeks. And they t- literally took it down to put up an Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, billboard. So, yeah, it's like literally it's it's almost always a Disney, Disney is thing. stomping over Disney with Disney. Mm. Dude, would you like some more Disney? That's that's the thing, though. It feels like you, well, I have a quite I put a big question after our main covering of Doctor Strange and Moon Knight that I, you know, is the big question, I think, uh, that will we'll potentially end the discussion with but we'll see what happens uh but you ready to get into the news yeah all right so uh five minute timer for this one i don't think we'll need too much for it but we had two game delays from xbox slash bethesda well no it was actually a cancellation i was thinking of the batman thing we're not even talking about that yeah so starfield and which was supposed to come out november 11th of this year and Redfall, which I had actually no idea was coming out this year. Uh, yeah, I I know they announced it, but I was just like, I assume that's far in, in the future. They never talked about it. Yeah, so that besides that, like, reveal they had. Uh, these games are now rescheduled for the first half of 2023, meaning there are zero Xbox games this year, which is kind of funny because... It's not good for them. <laughs> it's just... I think what the the funny thing is you look at now they have over 20 studios or something now, right? And you're just like shit ton, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get one for this year. Um which, you know, I'm I not mean, trying to I'm not trying to diss on any development schedules. They got to do what they got to do, but it's just like it, it adds on to like what we I, th- I feel like what we said before where, you know, the the in-house Microsoft studios that were originally there that they had because like the main developers that brought their franchises like years and halo to all their glory left and then they're like you guys are the new teams and you know they haven't ever 
been able to recreate that hype and sales and or maybe they have created the sales i'm not sure but at at least hype wise and like Uh. having that culture there hasn't at least to me uh been present anymore and then you know they bought all these other studios one by one or they did like giant like hey we bought six studios that were all independent and uh they've been like building up a group of developers and now they bought bethesda and it's it is a little funny because you know you look at the ones like i said that started in-house created in-house haven't made a game i would consider like great at all or even like maybe a little good uh but now they've pretty much been buying it's like they're buying games for their library they're buying games that are being made for everything yeah, it's else definitely what it feels like i mean We've both talked about how the the last few Halos and Gears of War games have just been like not for us. Yeah, I mean i I enjoyed the crap out of uh, Halo Infinite mechanically, but the story I was just like, what, "What's going on? I don't understand any of this shit." Like, why? Why are you? Why does it feel like you skipped an entire game? Yeah, no, it's it's just it's a mess. Halo's a mess, and. And now it's even more of a mess now we've got the fucking show. But dude, how's the show so much worse than we thought it could be? It's it's just the it's just what the current era of Halo has been since Bungie left, honestly. It's just kind of what we've gotten. And it's just gotten gone. It goes like wee woo. And you're like, oh my god, oh no, he's having sex. And then all these I like other how, things. I don't but, know if uh, I ever actually said it on the podcast, but I was like, hopefully it's at least better than Halo Nightfall. And it's like how does this make Halo Nightfall look good? Yeah, I think, uh, I, you know, I still haven't watched that, and now I want to, because I'm like, I feel, I'll feel probably better, because uh, they do a lot of the, sh- I, I think they probably did the it's same stuff. It's got its moments. The, there, you'll, you know, you'll watch the show. You have to watch the show. You'll yeah. suffer like No, I have to watch it for this show. That's yeah. the only reason why I'm going to get a Paramount Plus subscription for like a week. You'll get to suffer, just like all of us have. But, uh, yeah, so there's no Xbox games this year, which means next year, I'm, you know, guessing we're getting like, I mean, like they said, first half Starfall and Redfall. Are they both falls? What the f- no, Starfield. Sorry. Starfield. Yeah. Uh, right. um, to Star be fair, Falls I didn't really think first. Starfield was going to come out by the end of this year anyway. I, w- I was not super confident about that. Optimistic, but not confident. Yeah, I mean, Bethesda Game Studios has, you know, they pulled shit off before. But then again, the last time they did such a soon like reveal to release, they did yeah, that Fallout 4 to release and, and that was and it was like, literally like it's basically done we can tell you it's coming yeah that they waited till they were for sure like we're we're fu- we'll be fine whereas this one you know they they announced elder scrolls 6 the same time they announced star that was so stupid was so stupid that was actually the dumbest thing but yeah it's it's a whole it's a whole thing oh. with them um not much else to say, just like, it, it's just funny that we've gotten to that. And then like you have over, what was, for Sony, we've gotten Gran Turismo, we've gotten Ghostwire Tokyo, which is from now a Xbox-owned studio, and also... In Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, Horizon, no, Forbidden West. Forbidden West. And which have, I'm still playing. <laughs> they've reconfirmed that God of War Ragnarok is coming out this year. I'm still not confident about not that confident, either. But, but they, you know, they, they want nice. to make sure to say like, hey, it's coming, it's coming this year. This year we promised, so we'll yeah. see if they keep to that or not. Considering I think it was last year, was just to get both that and Horizon anyway. Yeah, um, I want to. I think that Paris Lily from the kind of funny X cast might be right that it's like this is finally like the true effects of the pandemic, where it's like all the games that would have come out this year were delayed pretty much, at least on the Xbox team side. But we don't know for sure. 
uh i mean we've already seen like it it feels like the last two years of games that would probably been delayed have been coming out this year now and so this is the beginning so it's kind of funny seeing like some that were also initially supposed to come this year also being delayed where 2022 is still stacked like february was a a, a wretched month and yeah uh, i didn't get all those games what it sounds like honestly february 2023 is also going to be a wretched month oh yeah and 2023 will probably be worse than this year next year is probably going to be like breath of the wild 2 uh yeah like starfield and then oh my god it's gonna be spider-man 2 i'm betting spider oh my god spider-man 2 maybe yeah Yeah. no there's gonna be a lot there's gonna be a lot there and it's gonna be coming from all three of the big uh first parties plus all the third parties so it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking crazy man I mean, not to dunk on Xbox too hard, but it's just kind of funny that last year around, like, the end of the year, like, Forza Horizon uh, 5? The the newest uh, Forza Horizon came out, and Halo came out, and they were both really good at the and time. And Age of Empires 4. So they did have three and, yeah. games last year, just so for, literally so briefly, all at the same time, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so briefly, people were able to say, like, yo, Xbox finally has games. And it's like, well, not, not next year, though. Oops. <laughs> You shot your shot. You shoot. You shot all three of your shots at the same. Literally, like within I think two month, three months of each other. Because Halo came in December, right? Yeah, it was like literally the. It it was basically the last chance they could have before saying like it's not coming out. It was out this literally year. edge on the cliff, and then it came out, yeah. and then you were like, oh, it's not even. Okay, it's not even finished. It's still well, again. Finished. I like it was fun. It's just like it definitely didn't feel complete. It was cool. It, it's like I said. I'll, I'll be talking about it probably when we talk about it in a, in a couple weeks. But I played it. I tried to go back to it to do collectibles, and I immediately was like, "I'm already bored. I don't want to do this. Like, this is already feeling like a fucking chore." It's one of those games that I kind of want to download on my PC once it's all actually working, just to see what playing it on keyboard and mouse and at high settings looks like i mean that was i was playing it on pc too so that was like oh, uh, <laughs> yeah I, was, I, I just was i was bored there's nothing to do because i already did all the mission shit and like it's just like cleanup yeah. and i'm like i don't play halo for cleanup like dude it also frustrates me that you just i get it's an open world game but the the fact that they don't let you replay missions makes hunting for skulls like literally at the end of the game impossible i just yeah it's it's a thing um other news though uh moving away from that just like i said it was just interesting uh four unannounced ea games for 2023 uh are in the works and and uh i believe yeah they're supposed to come out next year and they're none of them are announced yet and here are the four descriptions major ip partner title remake sports title so remake yeah well and sports title that that would probably be the easiest one to try to figure out well sports EA? title if it's a sports title for me i'm imagining you know easily it's gonna be soccer football golf or something well but they, if it's something they haven't announced then who knows does it count if they already kind of said well i guess they sort of announced the next soccer game it's not fifa this yeah, time because the, the they didn't get broke. that it could be but that. They, they officially called it like football club. uh football club yeah which fine to be fair i'll give them credit they did make a pretty decent tagline for that where it's like we're in the club i was like damn it that's actually a bunch of the uh, all the all the clubs all the like international all the clubs are going to them already they're saying well we're gonna we want to still be in the game so yeah there's that so so i guess maybe not soccer 
But I mean, uh. I don't really care about the sports at the same time. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. We, yeah. we can skip that one. So here's the other three. Uh, I think let's do the easiest first. Partner title. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, thinking, Jedi like, Survival. what would a yeah, partner It's going to be Jedi be, Survivor. I think that's that the rumored sense. title. So it'll be the Star Wars Jedi sequel for sure. Leaving the remake and major IP. Now, major IP, you know, the first things that came to mind for major IP were Dragon Age and Bio- uh, Mass Effect. And I'm like, okay. Which, except they've already mentioned those. They mentioned those. Mass Effect, there is no way in hell it's even. They, like, they literally no. put all that work into that little teaser. And that's all that there probably is right now because they have to they've been killing themselves i'm pretty sure on dragon age 4 because you know bauer is well after those last two embarrassments like they need to make sure it's fucking right but also they've been in chaos like so many people have Mm -hmm. got it's been a revolving door there so bioware is no longer like you know everyone used to love bioware that they know they've lost that title completely they're not even anthem killed that so bad them and dice both lost like ea's like top thing like if you're not respawn like pretty much respawn took over and they're like we we make good games god bless respawn <laughs> yeah they're so fucking good thank god um fucking titanfall is like one of the most amazing games i've ever played that pisses me off because i can't play it well so that that's the question though what's the next big major ip and is it an existing one and you know hmm. uh, oh speaking of titanfall do you think titanfall they could do 3. titanfall 3 it's not titanfall 3 Want to know why? Mm. Because they all are also making the Star Wars games, so I don't think they're gonna they're gonna have two games uh, coming out at the same right. time. I forgot about um, that. Yes, yeah, so I don't think it's Titanfall. I, then that pretty much rules out Respawn for being in this area of like having a release. I mean, they could have other stuff. They've done it before. They have an Apex team. They had the Medal of Honor VR team. They had the Star Wars team. So they have like three or four teams um, for sure. Just like kind of going around doing different projects, but. Um, I, you know, I'm highly downing they would do another Battlefield because that would be kind of not good to do after 2042 and not even fixing it. Like, are they really, yeah, they no, just that, drop it? 2042 is in such a bad place right now. Battlefront, I don't think either because, you know, DICE would have to have been working on that too. Plus, do you really want two Star Wars games from the same publisher in the same year? You know, so no, not a Battlefront Some people 3. might. Maybe, but I, I don't think it would be a smart call for them um i mean i don't know about medal of honor though no i don't think it'll be medal of honor um it could be it's this is this is why it is so hard it's like what developer could even be doing it i i'm not too sure unless it's like an ea team in canada that i'm not thinking of yeah it's it's hard to think of like what what do you not know that's coming i guess yeah so well we're trying to think about that i guess remake wise we already know dead space is coming uh, I think maybe. an interesting need for speed maybe. <laughs> Actually, Un- yeah, unlikely. they could be doing a, a racing game. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because they did buy Codemasters, which has multiple developers of racing games and racing IP. So oh. it could be let's let's go with racing game to play it safe. It could be Burnout. Maybe it's Burnout. Yeah, because I could see that people have wanted a new Burnout for a while too. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Burnout and then uh, remake. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna mm. throw a heavy one in, Mercenaries Playgrounds of Destruction. Uh, you want that mercenary so bad? <laughs> I want it so fucking, dude. Remake that. That would be an amazing thing to remake. Even though they, you know, they closed Pandemic. Even though Pandemic was probably their best studio, and they did a horrible job closing that. It was so just evil. That was their best yeah. developer. 
And it can't be Dead Space because that's already yeah, announced. Yeah, like that's said, coming out next, next, been next year. So I'm like, what would you want to remake from them? And I'm like, obviously not a Battlefield game or a shooter, probably. Uh, they could remake a Medal of Honor game. They could they could make remake Allied Assault, but I don't think that would be. I don't know if that's something they'd want to do. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna say Mercenaries, or may, I, maybe it would be Medal of Honor Allied Assault, or some older RPG that they're they were using before. Uh, I'm not too sure though. There's no way that they would do like a Dragon Age remake of Origins. Yeah, I don't know. That, that would be strange if they did try to do that because it's not that old and you could you could literally already play it on uh, ea play well no, that Game was a Pass. ps3 360 game and so is dead space so they could yeah no that. you could play it on backwards compatibility yeah but they could do that for dead space also that's true you literally can like yeah. right now <laughs> so that that doesn't rule it out um but no, I, I'm I'm gonna go with mercenaries or middle of honor out assault because I can't think of anything else right now. Oxen be like, we I doubt they'd the ever first, uh, Sims game. Yeah, I was about to say I doubt they'd ever remake like the Sims because they're what literally if that's still the next trying to game Sims Five. That could also I could see a, that too. That could be the major IP. So I mean, people have a lot of problems with the Sims Four just for like how money grubby it feels with like the amount of DLC there is and the amount of things that just weren't available it's at like launch. It's like cosmetic expansion themes and whatnot. If oh. I forgot about Command and Conquer. That could be a remake they could do. They could. That actually makes the most sense as a remake that they could do. Because one, they're not risking ruining the franchise by making some new title that no one will like. Like that's the mobile game, game that people were like, yeah, the fuck what have you done to my boy? So they wouldn't be fucking <laughs> up in that. And they would be bringing back a classic that everyone loves. So actually Command and Conquer seems like the best first choice uh yeah so i think number one command and conquer number two mercenaries number three middle of honor out assault for uh a big ip i it, either sims or burnout probably maybe need for speed but they burnout seems burnout's just i think yeah. more popular but we'll see what happens uh that's it for the ea news um now to get into the marvelous marvel time of marvel yeah <laughs> Uh, first up, we're going to talk about the film. And of course, you know, guys, if we're talking about it here, there's going to be spoilers. So just a heads yeah. up. And of course, the time code's all been there. I've been making sure, you know, we always have time code now. So you can always skip ahead if you saw one, not the other and whatnot. But Doctor Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, we watched and I actually saw it twice. And I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is one of those movies where I was actually like, I don't think I actually wanted to watch this twice. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even me, like, I, I really liked the first Doctor Strange. Like, it's probably one of the Marvel movies I watch, I have watched more than others, just because, I don't know, it's one of those things where if I'm not really in the mood for anything specific and I'm scrolling through Netflix or, I guess, at this point, Disney Plus and I see it, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, why not? That's a fun movie. And this one, I'm just like, I don't know. It's just kind of okay. <laughs> and I feel opposite here, which I will say we were supposed to have, uh, we had two guests planned for this, but yeah. they literally both forgot and are here. <laughs> so there's that, unfortunately. Um, so they don't get a say. They don't, yeah, exactly. Well, I was actually really hoping one would show up for uh, some comic um, resource use because they're probably really integrated into like the... Yeah, because we're going to be talking about like America Chavez in a bit and I know almost nothing about her yeah and i i don't want to do the thing where it's like you know fully going through wikis being like listen we're experts looking at these characters by reading the fucking wiki and not the comics and stuff and 
you know, um, I'll say it right now easily. I don't give a shit about Marvel Comics for the most part. Uh, I read yeah. X-Men and that's it because I just, I'm a DC Comics guy. And when it comes to the Marvel stuff, I do eventually want to get into it. Like I do want to read the Jason Aaron run of Thor, which uh, is going to be very relatable for uh, the Thor Love and Thunder that is pretty much based off of Jason Aaron's run. But his run is so fucking good that uh, they already made a movie on it now. So there's like that. There's uh, some great Hulk stuff. And there's just a lot I do want to read, but just specific like famous runs that I have always wanted to get to. But I've just still getting through DC stuff too that I haven't even gone through. That's like throughout comics. And I can't even keep up with the current show right now. I'm probably behind like three weeks right now in just terms of like weekly comic shit. So it's it's a hard life, guys. It's a hard life. But, uh, all right. It's so sad that being a comic book collector is probably one of the most expensive hobbies. It, dude, they raised the fucking comics are like, uh, it used to be like, you know, the cheap one was three bucks and the more expensive one was four. Now it's four and five dollars for everything. Yeah, it's five dollars for a lot of comics now. And, uh, some of them are even more expensive depending on what they are. So there's that. Especially like some comics come out multiple times a month. It's like, it adds up fast. Luckily, at least for the stuff I'm reading for DC, they finally stopped that and have gone back to a monthly format. Thank God. Detective was actually weekly for uh, three months. It was literally 12 issues in three months. And I was actually, and it was $5 each issue. <laughs> so I think I spent $60 on one comic title in three months. Now that oh my god you know when i say that now it feels worse than it actually yeah it feels worse it feels <laughs> worse that i say that now it's great it's they're robbing me blind they really they really are just fucking killing they, i mean listen to the cut of steel episode on comics where we talk about the oversaturation of batman easily right there and then if you want the yeah. equivalent of marvel look at fucking spider-man and you get all that shit easily and now x-men are popular again so i'm actually dying because they're making more, and more mm-hmm. titles with really good fucking writing teams and it's killing me but uh, I will say, if DC all of a sudden just fucking died, for the comics at least, and there were no more DC comics, the, the characters from Marvel, the street characters that I'd want to read, because I the, the Avengers have never been interesting, uh, would be Moon Knight, Blade, Punisher, Daredevil, Winter Soldier, Ghost Rider, uh, Black Widow. Like, those characters are definitely the ones I would want to read. I'm more into, like, the street characters, espionage. Maybe Spider-Man. It's it's hard because his shit is... It would still be basically getting into, like, oh, here's Hell, the comic universe of fucking... Here's multiverse, multiverse, multiverse stuff of Spider-Man. And even the spinoff characters get spinoff characters. And it's fucking... Yeah, there's a, there's a few Spider-Comics at this point. Because, you know, they did Spider-Gwen, and then they went, now we're doing Silk Spider-Gwen's multiverse. And I'm like, dude, how <laughs> stop with the fucking multiverses. God damn. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, like Silk has her own comic. Spider-Woman has her own comic, I think, or at least did for a bit. Yeah, there's Scarlet like Ben Spider. Riley has his own comic yeah, right now. It, there, yeah, it's, there, there's a lot. There's, there's a fucking lot. But uh, for Doctor Strange, uh, we're going through specifically by these subtopics. Uh, the story itself, uh, Sam Raimi's style of uh, his directing chops for it. The characters, uh, one at the time, America Chavez, Scarlet Witch, uh, the Illuminati. Um, I think we'll pretty much talk Doctor Strange and probably Wong in the Doctor Strange story portion, more or less. And like, forgive us for probably not knowing too much specifically about characters like America Chavez. So I'm going to do my best, but I, yeah. I do know certain por- portions of her, but not that much. Um, the multiverse our overall feelings for it, and then thoughts for Doctor Strange 3. Uh, starting off with the story, 
uh, pretty much, uh, I will say, like I've, I've talked about this before, I was worried about this sheerly for the fact that it seemed like it would be the same as Spider-Man No Way Home, where I was more excited for the, not cameos, but the fact, I mean, more or less cameos. Like, it, it's like, oh, I was excited for Toby and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I was excited for all the villains from the previous movies that weren't from this fucking series. And that's from watching it. And I remember looking at No Way Home and seeing the base story of Peter and all this shit with Aunt May and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, it was very okay. It was like indifferent. It was like a five. It was okay. And at the end of it, you're like, oh, we're finally getting him potentially being Spider-Man. It only took five or six movies for that to happen. And for Doctor Strange, I'm like thinking the same thing, not with all that, you know, it's like, oh, we're waiting for the character to be the character. But I'm like, is this character that interesting standalone without all of this stuff being included mm -hmm. in it to really gauge your interest? And I was unfortunately right again. I did not care for what he was doing. And we're kind of opposites on this. I like this a lot more than I did the first movie. The first movie I thought was mediocre mm -hmm. and very forgettable. Like, I, I don't think about that movie at all. It's not one I even, when you say, oh, a Marvel movie, that doesn't even cross my i'll think of doctor strange in avengers before i think of doctor strange in his own film um hmm, okay not to mention all the china exploit the, the stuff china caused for the film yeah too. uh that's a uh, different thing entirely that we didn't really see in this one either so the reason it felt okay is the only thing they sort of tried to do was are you happy and yeah it was it felt done very half-assed like you hear that question and more or less they're like well no and you're like well that's okay and you didn't really get it that much though it's just kind of like uh one character is like you know i'm happy with where i am it was almost like one of those well if there's a multiverse of us am i happier in that world life and happiness in that other world and then uh you learn like well i'm happy just where i am right now i don't need all these other worlds i can do what i can in this one and shoot my best shot i guess which i do get but i don't think i don't know either they just didn't put enough into that or mm. maybe i just didn't care about it at all i'm not too sure i don't know for me the plot of this movie was just kind of like okay like i get that they're trying to follow up with the wandavision stuff of of wanda trying to find her some way to get her kids back even though her kids technically didn't really exist ever. It just, uh, and we'll definitely get through but, all of uh, Scarlet, which is her own topic practically for this. Yeah, but as far as like Doctor Strange, like traveling through the multiverse, like I was kind of shocked how unconnected this movie felt compared to like all the other multiverse stuff that's happened recently. Because like pretty much everything of whatever phase of Marvel this is now at this point for. It's in phase four. Okay. We're still in phase four. Pretty much everything so far has been in one way or except for um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Or was that one of them? Yeah. Uh, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. God damn it. Captain um, the, uh Except for that, like pretty much everything has been in some way tied to the concept of a multiverse and like timelines fracturing into like different timelines and stuff like that and i just felt like this was not 
like it didn't talk about what happened in uh loki at all which loki is basically supposed to be why there is a multiverse and it's it just seems like no one un, like knows that that was a thing or, or whatever which i guess could make some sense it's just it's weird that this movie title in the, in the multiverse of madness was the first hint that we got way back in the when they announced this timeline or the uh the movie slates that like we would be get getting into multiverse stuff and it just feels like it's all that stuff that happened before didn't really factor into this movie at all cuz you just get America Chavez who's just unfortunately in this movie mostly just like a plot device it's just like she's how they get around the multiverse and they somehow kind of toss her around like a football a little bit like literally they much. just kind of toss her around <laughs> like she her her point in this movie was to be the macguffin and that was it basically yeah which is kind of unfortunate I, so yeah it, it's just like like every marvel movie at this point it, i still had fun watching it but there were definitely some points in the movie where i was just like wait but why and usually i i don't have too many of those thoughts while i'm watching the movie it's just something i'll think about later but for this one in particular i was just like but that doesn't make sense (laughs) oh yeah and it's i think i'm just it's just at that point where they're i guess they're trying to figure out like are these characters good enough standalone to like kind of do their own form of story or do they need all of this stuff for it for it to like work whereas you know dr strange we already got his origin and stuff and you know you could tell there's enough to do a trilogy of films for this guy and for this one though it's very much like yo we need to include these other characters because it was more like um i'm gonna say like even though like i said i like this movie more than the other one uh in terms of him being like character evolution more or less i think this will probably be the weakest of the three because I think this is more like the, hey, we just need to, we need you to fix your, we need you to fix your baggage uh, in this yeah. one. Whereas the last one is, you know, the origin story, more or less. And the next one will be the, I'm Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, blah, 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 whatever. And we'll get like the whole thing with him and the other, we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about that. But uh Otherwise, this was kind of like a, hey, here's a doorway to the multiverse. Here's like your little Costco free sample. And here's Doctor Strange fixing himself and other closure of other things while just opening. It's like closing and opening doors. It it feels like a transition film, if that makes sense. It it feels like that. that little like bridge film that like, here's opening doors to everything else and here's uh you're, you're leaving this part behind you're going through here well what about the bridge itself Eh, you know we're gonna we're gonna do some cool shit on the bridge but once you're off the bridge you're probably not gonna think about the bridge that much <laughs> i guess yeah i don't know it, does, does that make sense i guess no it's just like it definitely kind of feels like that especially with the the first post-credit scene like it feels like this movie was more setting up what might be important in uh dr strange 3 or seeing as how connected this these like properties are like maybe in another thing i mean we were expecting baron mordu and we sort of get him but like not that version of him yeah that's another thing he's gonna be the big villain and you're like yeah they set that up at the end of uh doctor strange one One, and it was like yeah he 
a version of him was in this movie, but not that one that wants to kill him. Yeah. So, well, this one also wanted to kill him. He 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 goaded him into it. Yeah. He he was gonna vote to kill him anyway. Probably that was the. It was probably the thing. They, they, well, we'll get to Illuminati. I have a lot to say on those. That was definitely my favorite part of the movie. Just uh, partly because of the cameos, and partly just because it's just like, oh, we can handle your Scarlet Witch. Like, no, you can't. It's like, I think we got this. It was like, no, they really, like really, said, yeah, we have, really we have a lot not. to say on them. But <laughs> otherwise, yeah, it was very. It felt very short too for this story. Like, I didn't realize did. until I watched it the second time with you, and I'm like, we're already at Earth one. What was it? Eight one three or eight. Three, eight? something like that like uh i just thought like one of the funny things about the alamo is they'll they'll bring you your check for your food and stuff like 40 ish minutes before yeah. the end of the movie and so when they brought those te- uh, checks out i was like oh shit we're almost done what yeah it's very quickly and i forgot because i'm like oh wow we're all- i didn't realize we get here so fast it's just like uh fake garden carmitage uh or i guess new york fake garden carmitage uh earth 813 where the whatever the fuck it was and then uh fucked up uh, fucked up place and then back to evil mountain place and yeah that like middle place where doctor where i guess doctor strange got stuck for a little bit after he killed the other doctor strange i kind of just didn't factor into anything much he fought himself for like a minute and was just like it's just it's a hey in this world this is what happens when you fuck stuff up i guess and they never really maybe a little talk about it in the next movie maybe but he mentions like yeah this is what happened because i lost it's like against who they just like drop it and don't mention it again it could have been king i guess i don't know that's true maybe i don't know it it, it's like one of those things where it could be king it could also be that i just don't care too at the same time i don't really care to find out i don't care i think another thing that that's bothering me is that like they keep they could put that in what if honestly yeah. Ever since it showed up in uh, Agents of Shield, the Darkhold has been this like nebulous uh well, maybe that's another right word. It's been this like weird thing that exists that like they say it has like ultimate magic power essentially, but at the cost of usually driving its its uh wielder insane and it we don't get to really see as the as the viewer why it drives people crazy is it literally just like ultimate power corrupts absolutely or is it literally physically doing something to them uh and i was really hoping at the end of wandavision when we saw her with a, a copy of the dark hold that i was like oh shit she's the scarlet witch like surely she can handle what's in the book and she'll just be like a re- an even better witch after having read this thing and like no she just goes crazy too <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was really disappointing. Which, if I'm trying to remember correctly, Agatha Harkness said the Darkhold first, right? Was that the thing? Was that what happened? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that is where... I forgot that's where she got the Darkhold. Is that where she had it? That was I think. Fucking, I, I lost interest in one division. Wait, so I guess Agatha didn't go crazy. Maybe she never read it. I don't, I don't know. It's I don't a hard it thing. I could have sworn her fingers were... I don't fucking... It doesn't matter. I don't care enough. That was a... I did, uh, like, that, I guess, somewhat subtle uh tip that like anyone who gets too deep into the dark hold gets those like weird black fingertips like scarlet witch had it in that one evil strange, strange had it he had it so that's yeah. interesting i guess uh, yeah and it's a it is a thing where you know that this did trick us a bit because the way they yeah. show <laughs> these uh doctor strange's 
you're thinking, oh, these are two what if stranges that we've gotten before, like zombie thing, strange from that, you know, Marvel Zombies episode. That's why I thought it was it was definitely going to be more connected to the other multiverse stuff. Yeah, because like, you think you're going to nope. see multiple. Yeah, and the other <laughs> being the uh, Doctor Strange that destroys his own universe, but also becomes the guardian of like that little orb that houses Arnim Zola and Killmonger fighting over the fucking what was it, the Infinity Gauntlet or something? Uh, yeah, the Infinity Armor, sort of. Yeah, the Infinity, yeah, the Infinity Armor that uh, Ultron had, and you're just kind of like, I love Killmonger's, just like mine now. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, that sounds like a very strange, just like combination of things that's going on there, and uh, we go through and don't get those, and it's like these very similar versions that aren't those guys. It's like, oh, here's that strange that doesn't uh do that. St- he he did some dark shit, but he's not the one that uh, sucked up all these demons. He didn't, that's strange yeah. actually, that what if one never used the dark hold? He just kept eating demons more or less and absorbing them until he got yeah, I fucked up. I, yeah. Did he learn how to do that from the dark hold or I don't know. I don't think so. I think he just like started absorbing souls. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I don't know. I think he, yeah, he just did some rituals and stuff, but you know, at the end he was like, you know, I, I fuck shit up, but I'm going to fix it. Like, I'm, I mean, he's like, I'm going to do my penance by guarding this stuff. So I thought it was weird where I'm like, why is he all of a sudden evil again if he's guarding that kind of thing? And then, um, you know, Zombie Strange is just that other world's Doctor Strange that died and yeah. he just like possessed. I did him. love that twist, though. It was, it's not exactly a twist, but that reveal was like, wait, but to dreamwalk, you need another vo- like version of yourself to walk into. Like the, the but you're here, so there's no one in the six one six universe. No like, one alive. No, no one said he had to be alive. It's like, oh yeah, there is the dead body. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> and it worked. And then you made a cape out of souls or demons or whatever. Yeah. So uh, that was actually I thought that was a cool effect. Yeah. So the story was you know it was okay. Um, it, it just felt very, I guess shallow. For what it yeah, it just been. felt like a bunch of things that just kind of happened. Yeah. And there was not really a point to it. I know they kept trying to come back to the are you happy Stephen Strange thing. But every time they did that, I was like, this isn't really landing for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I uh, get it. He's not happy. No one really is. But here's where sadly. the, the strange. Here's the thing. As a whole, it just didn't feel there. But there were portions of it that were really well done. And it's because it had a director that I was looking forward to, which is Sam Raimi. Dude, I love Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. And he, you could see his styles in it. So just quickly want to go over like the stuff he does. Like, you know, dude, as soon is- as you mentioned the evil dead thing, I was like, oh, dude, he literally did the like first person uh, cabin style thing of like the, thing. the evil. Yeah. Yeah, when when Scarlet Witch was trying to possess her other self and she was like hiding behind the stairs, I was like, yo, that's literally straight out of the Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he did all the Evil Dead movies. He's done the Spider-Man Raimi, uh, the, yeah, the Spider-Man Tobey Maguire Raimi trilogy. Uh, I also love that uh, Bruce Campbell was in that. <laughs> yeah, he had Bruce Campbell in it as Pizza Papa. No, you know, Pizza Papa always gets paid. I thought that was fucking hilarious. That was so good. That was so good. That was actually the best. Uh, that was the best character. Pizza Papa was the best character in the film, hands down. Dude, easily. It's just like I love he made Bruce Campbell beat the shit out of himself because like for that's, three weeks. Easily, that is the thing that Bruce Campbell is the best at is like just beating the shit out of himself and making it look natural. Yeah, just watch, you know, I know the movie you talked about, but also just, you know, if you want an Evil Dead style, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, 
you definitely get yeah. those because Evil Dead Two is where his hand gets fucked up, and then Army of Darkness is where uh, you get yeah, all no, the Evil uh, Dead Two is so good at that because he literally has to pretend like his one of his hands is just possessed and trying to kill him. And then Army of Darkness, he has many hymns are going around, and it's oh my god, it's insane, dude. That scene is so good. He just starts singing "London Bridge is Falling." Yeah, down. when he's trying to stop. Yeah, oh my uh, god, it's so fucking good. But uh, you have all that. You have the feeling of Evil Dead going through it, especially when you go through the Scarlet Witch dreamwalking portion mm-hmm. in the house. You have the same feeling. You have the house that's in the the cabin in the forest, where you you, yeah, you have the the perspective of like the evil spirit itself kind of there in its first person. You have things like the photo is looking at Wanda yeah, of Wanda and the thing in the mirror of her as the Scarlet Witch. And it's like, she's uh, scary in that sense. And, you know, not talking about Scarlet Witch as a character, but like, you know, when they show her dream walking at certain points, when they do the shadow, she looks like this monster. They, they try to make her look oh, monstrous yeah, like the, in it. And you could tell the he... best example we got was when uh, Doc, uh, I, I don't know why I keep doing that. When uh, Professor X, I keep wanting to say Dr. X. I was like, no, nope, that's not right. Uh, when Professor X was uh, in her mind, yeah, in her mind. And she, he was trying to save the the I guess that the real Wanda from that world. in that body. Yeah. And then the Scarlet Witch showed up in her like Scarlet Fog. And you briefly get to see, I guess that's supposed to be what she looks like internally at this point she is straight up just like a monster yeah but like all, all that they really try to do a thing where you see her in the light and she looks like wanda but each time a shadow goes over her it's just like completely different and it really it's hard to you have to pay attention to notice but it's such a great detail that he pulls off there and like another thing with it was this is one thing i've talked about that i don't think anyone else has noticed i could be wrong maybe other people have noticed it and talked about it already but each Sam Raimi movie, at least of these within the Evil Dead films, the Spider-Man trilogy, this all have possession as a theme going on. In all the Evil Dead movies, you know, the evil in the forest possesses multiple characters in each of the films. It always happens, uh, no matter what. Like, you see them with the, the fucking crazy white eyes and they go crazy and everything else. So that always happens. And one thing I pointed out to multiple people now, and they've actually all been shocked when I tell them and they didn't, they're like, I've never thought of this was he does that in the Spider-Man trilogy too. Green mm-hmm. Goblin, when Harry, when uh, Norman Osborn gets that serum and stuff, he gets possessed by the serum. It creates another version of him. That's basically the goblin till you hear it when he talks to himself in the fucking mirror. And uh, you get it in Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock. Once his arms take over, he is no longer in control until he knock like, you know, Peter stops it. And he's like, oh, God, what the fuck have I done? And he can't believe, like, the arms were in control. You even see it in No Way Home when uh, mm-hmm. new Peter fixes him and shit. And then in 3, both uh, Peter and uh, Eddie Brock get possessed by Venom. Like, literally a physical possession, but still a possession nevertheless. And... Uh, all of those things, you know, count as possessions. And it's something you don't think about. It's like, oh, all the villains are literally guys that are being taken over by something. It's not of their own potential free will of doing so. Uh, and now we get to here where the dreamwalking is another form, whereas which, you know, Scarlet Witch possesses, well, the Darkhold somewhat possesses her, and then she possess- possesses uh, the other version of herself, and then Doctor Strange possesses his own version that's even fucking undead, which works even better as a fucking, like... Um, I forget what they were called. The um, 
undead in the uh, Evil Dead movies and stuff, but like uh, the Deadites. Deadites, yeah. He pretty much like makes a Doctor Strange. It's like Deadite Strange, actually. That's kind of a good name for him, actually. Deadite Strange. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna coin that right there. And you even have the Necronomicon more or less in the movie as the Darkhold. Like that is. Yeah, kind of. Pretty much the Necronomicon. <laughs> so he... The Book of the Damned, yeah. He gets all of these things in there, and you feel Sam Raimi's footprint, which I, like I said, those are all, all the most compelling portions of the movie, which makes me think of one thing for it, for the film. I'm not interested in the character or the fact that it's Marvel and Disney. I'm, inter- I'm interested in the man who's directing it and what influences he's making because i will say like maybe it's because i don't know the directors of majority of the other marvel movies that much like i don't know their filmographies and everything else so i don't know their styles and you know they're not also that well known you don't hear them talked about that often where you go you hear the director and you're like oh my god it's this person directing whatever uh besides james gunn and taika watiti i want to say yeah like i don't even know what the fuck the russo brothers have done besides like cap and avengers and shit and uh with those you're like oh it's james gunn he's gonna do some fucked up shit but it's mm-hmm. disney so he's doing pg fucked up shit and uh with taika watiti you're like okay shit's gonna be incredibly hilarious and you go to ragnarok and you're like i'm having a great time i'm laughing it's a horrible thor movie but i'm having a great time and like you know that's another thing for another time but like uh though they, they are very identifiable to the point where i'm excited for those movies because i know who's in charge of them and this happens again with Raimi, where I know, oh, this is the horror guy. This is the guy that loves to do possession shit. It's not fucking Exorcist or Conjuring or whatever the fuck those are. And I was happy with the work I saw of his that looked like his work. Whereas other portions that I wasn't as happy as like interested in about like Doctor Strange and stuff isn't necessarily something from him because that's just like, you know, all of these guys still have to go in the lines that Marvel and D- Disney draw for them to the point where we've seen, you know, like Edgar Wright and other creators get kicked out because they don't match the architecture that has already been pre-prescribed to them. Uh, if that makes sense, I think. That, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was really happy with what Sam Raimi did because his stuff is probably the most memorable portions of the film and the parts I like the most in Honestly, the reasons why, like, at least when I rewatched it, that was the parts I wanted to see again. Uh, at one point, James, I left to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, it's the beginning. Nothing's happening. No Raimi shift is going on yet. So I don't really care what's going on. I'll just leave and come back and take my time. I don't have to worry about anything. Um, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, I guess two specific characters and then a set of everything. And I guess really fast because we didn't really talk about him. But anything with Wong, really? No, I mean, he's always fun to watch, I guess. I guess my only complaint is, like, how the fuck did he survive falling off that cliff? Yeah, and, like, I was like, dude, aren't you dead He didn't fall yet? that far. The whole movie is just also Wong, just... Ah! Yeah. <laughs> that's just... That's Wong's job the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, I still love that he's, like, technically the Sorcerer Supreme, and he just never gave it back to Steven. Honestly, the way that. they do it, it just feels like a joke. It's just like, hey, Wong's the Sorcerer yeah. Supreme. Isn't that funny, guys? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, they even do it because they, they even do like, yeah, it's a, it's an ancient tradition. You do the bow to your sensei, man. Right. You know? Uh, but yeah, I do love that 
the fucking bull is like, it's the Hong Kong sorcerers. And I'm like, yeah, you had to point out Hong Kong. Really, you like, you, you really want to point out that, huh? But, yeah. you know. Dude, even when, like, Wanda came to attack the, uh, uh, Camertage, like, it was Steven that went to go, uh, negotiate with her and not Wong, who was, like, literally the head of Because they know Kamertage. that he, well, Steven has the power, you know, he has the cloak, he has everything else. Yeah. Wong literally just has the title. He has nothing else of the Sorcerer Supreme. Pretty it feels much. Like. I mean, he's still capable, but it's just like... You could tell that he knows that Strange is stronger than him. Yeah. By far. Um, well, especially at the end when he shows up again, he's like, Yeah, Strange! <laughs> he sees him, he's like, I don't even want to ask, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, America Chavez, though. Um, you said it already. She served as a MacGuffin for the film. She was literally the interdimensional football everyone kind of tossed around, more or less. And that was about it. I will say, from what I've heard, she's had, I, I want to say, a few comic book series, each one either being a mini or being canceled. I could be wrong, but that's what I've heard. I've heard she might be hard to like write for because, not as a character, but just because of her power. It's like, what do you do with that that yeah. much? Like, what what's the... What do you, we do what do you do with that specific like type of set of stuff which i think is why maybe they put her on team books more so so they don't have to focus solely on her to i guess flesh out and figure out what kind of story they want to put and i have nothing against her i'm just saying like that's my just observation of what i've seen them do uh without looking too much into it like i said i i don't know too much about this character i haven't read her stuff so i'm not an expert on it i probably won't read her stuff I have enough characters I'm just trying to keep up with and other Marvel shit that I want to read. Um, I've never really heard, like, you have to go read the America Chavez book. So yeah. uh, it's not been there where it's, you know, I have I have heard and I have read where it's like, you have to go read Miss Marvel. And it's like, why? And it's like, oh, because she's like modern day Spider-Man. It's fantastic. And you haven't lived till you've actually read Miss Marvel and stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, her going through it as a character, you know, I, I heard that whole Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia ban because it's like, oh, she's a lesbian yeah. and her moms are also lesbians because her moms and stuff. And I'm like, oh, OK, so it's like a whole thing there, I guess. I love that Marvel's like, we're no, we're going to take a stand for this. And like, so it's fine. You're going to take a stand against Saudi Arabia, but not China, though. Well, yeah, because China gives them more money than Saudi Arabia. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you look at the Saudi Arabia thing and you're just kind of like, okay and then you see the scene and you're like they got angry about that it's just her giving her flower a flower to her mom's and then they get sucked in through a portal and i'm like no yeah they didn't like the fact that it's like we acknowledge that they are this thing and you're like bro they just got sucked through a portal within like literally within 10 seconds they were gone origin story though is kind of sad that just like one she's like kind of lost in the multiverse and two her parents are lost in the multiverse somewhere you don't even know if they both landed in the same universe either. Like, I don't so think the, they did because it seemed like they were probably far enough away that it they yeah. didn't. Because um, it, it could have been like, you know, when you open and close the gate, uh, when she closed it for herself, they could have been already farther along in some other universe at that point, going through like those walls of different yeah. uh, versions and stuff. And I'm sure they'll do the thing where they're like, we found your mom's and shit. And I'll be like, wow, thanks. But yeah. uh, otherwise, you're like, okay. I guess that's a thing, and your planet was kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he her, saw the planet, and I was like, "What is this place?" I mean, visually, her power is cool, where it's just like it literally punches like a star-shaped hole in like space-time. Yeah, 
to another dimension or another universe. Like it's visually very cool. It's just, yeah, unfortunate that she was basically used as like just a plot device. And she's kind of the youngest, right? So far. Cause Kate Bishop's in like college. Yeah. And I guess so. Uh, wait, is there anyone? I mean, unless you want to count, um, I don't even know if the runaways is like, canon in the mcu because didn't watch it didn't care don't even it's actually not bad uh moon girl i think is her name would definitely be the youngest then because she's like is she in it maybe 10 yeah moon girl and devil dinosaur mm-hmm. oh interesting okay yeah she's supposed to be like a little genius right oh yeah yeah uh but yeah otherwise like, i think literally one of the most intelligent people in the marvel universe she's just also super young so no one like believes her <laughs> a child yeah mm. <laughs> no but yeah america is you know she looks what is she like 14 15 or something something like uh, that. yeah early she's teens. just like a early high school kid probably um so she's got like a full-on like hey you got years ahead of you to go through this just because you, you know they've been i mean just by watching hawkeye and everything else you see uh a new younger female hawkeye a new younger uh black widow or white widow or whatever they're gonna call her for uh, yelena and stuff yeah. so you see like a new younger team forming but especially like you know you have miss marvel and you could see like multiple teams now potentially with uh champions or young avengers besides the regular avengers or they could just throw her on and be like hey you're an avenger uh it's hard to say what they're gonna do with teams and stuff I, I do see champions coming. I really do think that's going to be the play they want to make potentially maybe. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to think of anything to say for America because there's not, there isn't much to say. Like she, the whole thing was, you know, I don't know how to control my stuff. And, you know, I've just been kind of going between. And then Dr. Strange said, you can control your power. She's like, maybe I can. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it was all fate. This is all fate. And she's like, no shit. Oh, God, I'm going to do it then. And she starts, you know, beating the shit out of the witch. And uh, literally just punching one to to death. Yeah, star power. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So, yeah, you know, she's fine. Um, There's nothing really special about the character, uh, at least in the movie. Like I said, never read the books. uh, So I don't know anything else about her. But I'm sure she'll be much more fleshed out uh, in series or other movies that she'll show up in. At most, I think she'll get a short Disney Plus series uh, that does more multiverse exploration. Otherwise, I don't see her being a main character, more as a supporting role for other characters or a member of a team, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, I guess, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch. Uh, this was, for me, probably the best character in the movie. Because we have like a complete... I don't want to say 180 from WandaVision. It's more like a 90 degree angle because she was already pretty fucked up to begin with. And Yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I get people angry saying this, but yo, she was fucking crazy. And... <laughs> Like she, Multiverse of Madness is like, yo, Wanda's pretty crazy. This was like that scene where you see Wanda doing shit and you're like, this is a load of barnacles. Like, oh my God. I mean, I get there's a lot of Scarlet Witch fans that maybe just are fans of her because of WandaVision and stuff. And they liked her in this and stuff. But 
at the same time, I'm like, yo, she... I get it. Vision is, you know, alive and stuff, but yo, that was her fuckbot, dude. Like, that was her <laughs> fuck robot. And then she killed her fuck robot, and she's like, I, I can't believe I've killed my fuck robot, and I turned into dust, and now I'm angry, and now I'm gonna go take over an entire town and bring back my... <laughs> I'm going to bring back my fuckbot and also make some kids. And, you know, she imagines everything and it all gets taken away because they're like, hey, you know, it's bad to, like, control people and force them to, like, play out these characters while they're still inside suffering the fact that they can't do anything. Or, like, a little girl's been literally, tra- they like, I remember one of those mothers is like, my little girl's been trapped in a closet because she has no role in Wanda's story. So she's just been stuck there this whole time, and you're just like, yeah, no, it's super oh, fucked up. <laughs> that's really bad. And you know, Strange is like, you know, well, you you made it right in the end. And it's like, I mean, you know, they still need therapy after that. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. So not not fully well, right. I think Wanda supposedly like made them all forget that it even happened, but that's like, it's not the likelihood of that sticking for everyone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's know. not it's not good. So you have her from that, and then you get her in this, and she's like, Hey, I got the dark hold and you know it corrupted me and I'm using it and everything else, and you see what she does throughout the movie, and you're like There's literally zero defense you can make. You can't no. make a defense. Which is why it's I like, think it feels I know weird you were a mother the- and all this shit. Sorry, what were you saying? I just I think that's why it feels weird at the end of the movie where they try to give her like a heroic end where she's like, oh, I do need to make up for this. I'm going to destroy this place and, and destroy all the copies of the Darkhold, apparently, at the same time so that no one else can ever be tempted to do the same thing that I just did. And like, OK, I get that you're trying to give her like like a Dr. Octopus style, like I, I'm going to be good. Uh, you know, do one last good thing and it's going to redeem myself. And it's like, not, not really, though. I mean, she brutally murdered the entire Illuminati and those guys were dicks. But like, that was still pretty hardcore. Yeah. Not even that. Dude, she killed how many people at Carmitage? Oh, God. Yeah. You literally see arrows just like pierced a bunch of people. You see people that were incinerated. She literally incinerated people. They She burned people and you're like, but she's a tragic character. And it's like, okay, so? And? And maybe I'd feel a little bad if her kids were fucking real or Vision was a real person, but they're not. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like, it is possible that there are other universes where Vision didn't die. Yeah. And like, so she was able to have those actual kids for real. It's just like, where she becomes totally unredeemable, I guess, for me, was when Doctor Strange is like, yeah, okay, so say you do find a way to another universe and you take some other kids, like, what happens to the other you that was already there? Are you literally going to kill your children's mother to, like... She never answers. She literally doesn't know what to yeah. say. She She's like, I didn't think about it that far ahead. <laughs> yeah, she like, she literally just wants her kids back and does, doesn't care, like, what it costs to anyone let alone herself it's one of those things where you literally it you you kind of get worried because people are like you know i feel bad for the blah blah and you're like you're literally 
ignoring all of these horrid actions she's done now in an entire series and a film. And that is, <laughs> that's very troubling. Um, but that's also why this character was really good because she, yeah. they the Sam Raimi turned her into a, not just a villain, but a fucking monster. Like he turned her into a monster. She was supposed, she was supposed to be scary. She is, taking over another version of herself. She is literally... She's basically the boogeyman. She comes through a mirror disjointed and rejoints herself. That was herself. fucking horrifying. <laughs> that was like... Oh, that is incredibly Evil Dead. I am highly enjoying this. Goddamn. And Dude. those dudes that were sucked through the water, they're dead. They're also dead. Everyone's fucking dead. I, I don't know which death of the Illumin the illuminati i find more disturbing like black bolts where she basically got him to like accidentally explode his own brain because his like shout backfired because it's just like it was weirdly graphic the way his skull kind of just collapsed yeah uh or how she literally like kind of slowly unraveled doctor uh or mr fantastic in how like he just screamed as his head was being unraveled it was like that was pretty popped. bad yeah. yeah, and Ugh. I guess to get to that in a sec, but like, um, I think Wanda as a villain, just her in this movie as a villain, was more interesting than Avengers, what is it, Age of Ultron, Civil War, mm -hmm. uh, Infinity War, Endgame, and WandaVision put together. This they was much more interesting. Yeah, they did a very good job of making her like an unstoppable force. Yes, they remind you like, Hey, here is one of the most powerful beings uh, in the MCU, but she has a personality. And you're like, what about Captain Marvel? <laughs> She's so boring. <laughs> um, and it, it's too, it's true. Like, those are probably Captain Marvel and what? Uh, Scarlet Witch are probably, like, the two most powerful characters. Mm -hmm. And Scarlet Witch, like, at least for this one, they give you the full, like, yeah, so this is what she can do. And it's like, what, what if she does worse? And, you know, she does the whole, like, I'm being reasonable and that's yeah. highly enjoyable the way she says that you're just like oh my god he's like I love that she's like uh, I literally could have come for you myself at any time it was nice of me to send demons after you yeah. first and uh <laughs> the fucking every time she's like I'm a I what would she say like I'm not evil I'm not crazy I'm a mother or something mm -hmm. every time I heard her say I'm a mother I just felt like her eyes were just twitching like uh psychotically like I'm a mother and I'm just like oh, uh, for some reason it makes me think of Steppenwolf going like mother <laughs> <laughs> oh from the fucking Justice League shit yeah. <laughs> God. no but no she she was really well done I really uh, fucking um. Elizabeth Olsen, sorry, I, I blanked yeah, on no, her name. she did a fantastic job. She did job. such a good job. And I know she said, uh, there was a recent article saying, like, you know, the MCU kind of fucked her up. I mean, fucked up her opportunities for other films because of the contracts that were uh, existing. So now, you know, she's free to do other shit, which is good. Because honestly, after this, I, I could see her doing some awesome, like, just ind not independent stuff, but like, basically not anything <laughs> not cape shit like just a, yeah, she could literally do anything yeah she could do anything uh and i'm looking forward to potentially like actually being like oh hey this movie stars elizabeth, elizabeth olsen i'd be like oh cool i want to go check it out maybe it is a thriller i would love it if it's a thriller i would love to see her in thrillers now i'm like that would be a really fun time um but yeah she did a great job as that version of herself she did a good job as just actually being a mom who's like i'm scarlet witch but i'm just like a mom 
and uh you know please leave my kids alone and stuff yeah uh and i think i don't know did you like so this is just costume talk for a little bit for a few minutes did you like this outfit the most or her ending outfit from wandavision the most because i think the big difference was the ending one from wandavision she had like no she it was like a sleeveless oh. um I'd have to look again because I honestly did not notice that there was even a difference. I thought it was the same costume. Now this one was definitely more. This one felt more menacing, if that makes sense. I don't know. I how liked to the one it. in this movie for sure. Yeah, it was really cool. And then um, Doctor Strange, we had what four outfit versions? I get. Well, yeah, like we there's had... the one in the beginning. Uh, is the regular version of him. There's zombie the, strange. The zombie strange. There's the evil version of him, and then there's the uh, corrupted version that kills Thanos. That you also briefly see that ha- doesn't even have a True, beard or anything. Yeah. He's just fully shaved. Um, I honestly, design wise, I actually like the first one the most. The one that was running through with America. Yeah, he looked really cool. He looked really cool with the ponytail. Like I was like, well, oh, that this... and like the white streaks go- went like all across his head. Yeah, and, like in the he blue. Had an interesting like blue and like yes. Like the, I forget what the color of the highlight was, but like the, it was just it was different enough that it was like oh that's cool. I like yeah, it. I really like that one a lot. That was really cool. That was I like the fucking evil one. All those dreams where you're falling. Yeah, that was probably me. I was like yeah. oh, and I love that they're, they're straight up just like oh so dreams are a view into your other like your other selves in the like across the multiverse. Like wait, like every dream. Uh, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, sure <laughs> Why not? Yeah. It's like it's funny because him, Evil Strange and Scarlet Witch, that whole time they anytime they talk or they think they're normal, you're just kinda like, I'm gonna leave the room now, guys. So, <laughs> you know, it's a little too crazy for me, man. Um I will say too, uh, for Scarlet what was it, Scarlet Witch's um shit, which part was I just thinking of? I was thinking of something that was oh no, it was for Evil Strange. Uh when he's like, You could give me your Christine and he's like, I don't yeah. think I don't think she'll like them. He's like no oh okay yeah <laughs> i didn't think so i liked that part a lot i don't know why but it was just so he's just like so just done with everything where he's just like oh i tried uh but you know speaking of the illuminati um or aka uh the well i learned that that earth is just a bunch of assholes it's like the whether if you want to describe the you know the comic book Illuminati, it's like oh these it's like all the big brains from from throughout things. It's like fucking Namor, Black Panther, Professor X, Mister Fantastic, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, maybe sometimes, and they like decide all these crazy things, and they're known for like all this cool stuff. And you're like, well, that's crazy, and they don't always agree. I don't think. Like I think uh, Professor Xavier and uh, Mister Fantastic have it at odds, and. Namor and Black Panther obviously have it at odds sometimes too and stuff. But uh, you get this one instead and you're like, wow, I've never met a, a bigger group of assholes in the MCU until I met this in Illuminati. <laughs> and uh, ironically, so, okay, you have Baron Morju, who is like good, but an asshole. You have uh, Professor X, who has the yellow chair from the cartoon. I love that. That was a great yellow chair. Uh, you have Captain Carter, who isn't the what if version of Captain Carter. Yeah, it was this interesting. Is a different it was like Captain Carter. Another Captain Carter. And she kind of also was an asshole because he just says one thing and she fucking tosses her shield at him, being like, hey, shut the fuck up. And you're like, 
Yeah. You know, why, why are you why such an asshole? You had uh, Black Bolt, which was the same actor. I forget his name. Yeah, from I the thought Inhuman that was cool. Show. It was like literally the same guy from the show that like, I feel like I'm the only one that actually watched that show. Yeah. Like, and, and it was kind of just okay, but it was still cool to see him back. And like with the comics accurate costume. Was, too. Like, was, was he an cool. asshole? Was he an asshole? In the I show? Can't... Not really. No, man. Like... In this in this movie, was he an asshole? Because he kind of oh. was just like, hey, listen, buddy. He... He maybe like he's just he, yeah maybe just because he had the least ability to actually speak and be an asshole like i mean he did sign language and stuff but like the, it was more like a warning than any it was like a i can't talk because if i did i'd kill you yeah and like literally the only thing that we got to hear him say was when he was the one that was like used to put down the like super evil dr strange or whatever he's like and, i'm sorry yeah, he literally killed them by just saying, I'm sorry. Yeah, and he felt he bad. Like, he didn't want to kill his friend. Yeah. But he's just like, you got to go. Also, that was a really cool, impressive like show of what his power does. Yeah. And then we had uh, Captain Marvel, which the actress, wasn't that? Um... It was uh, the other pilot. I That was, um, what's her name's friend? Uh, Monica Rambo, not Monica Rambo, but um, the other Rambo, right? Yeah. But it was uh, Captain Marvel's friend. Yeah. Yeah. Which was interesting. So I guess in that universe, it was like instead of. Yeah. Uh, Carol Danvers getting exposed to this. Mar- stuff, it was, it was it, like I the forget. other one. Yeah. It was. I forget, the name started with an R or an M or something. Maybe I'm not. I don't remember. But she was also in No Time to Die. She was uh, the female. Right. She was the new 007, which I loved her in is that uh, that was really good. But for I this, I don't know how I didn't remember that. Maybe because I just don't remember most of Doctor of uh, Captain Marvel. But I literally was just like, "Well, in this one, in yeah. this one, she was all she in this. She was the biggest asshole of all assholes. She was Kinda, the yeah. farthest asshole because uh, she's like, oh, we can take care of your little witch, and you know, I'm gonna vote to kill you.' Uh, she's like immediately like, I'm, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna fucking kill you to Doctor Strange, and you're like." You don't even know <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you. And then, of course, last and certainly not least, John Krasinski's Mr. Fantastic. Who was it? That was so awesome. He wasn't He wasn't really an asshole. He was just kind of very, he was the collected one. He was the one that's like, listen, I'm trying to, this is just from our experience. We've yeah. had this kind of thing. It's like, hey, and- yeah, the last time we dealt with one of you, we had to deal with like two universes like collapsing in on each other, or at least one. Yeah, and like, you know, all just to kill Thanos and stuff. So it's like a whole issue there and stuff. Um, so that was interesting. But uh, yeah, is it bad if I... It's weird because I was... When you watch all of this and you're like, okay, these are all these versions of characters. They're not our versions from other things, especially... Or Professor even the X. ones that we'll get like later, maybe. Yeah, like Professor X from Fox this is a different version of him. So you're like, okay, but, uh, you know, she takes them all out one by one and I'm not going to like, I felt bad for just two characters. Or, I mean, like in the beginning, I felt yeah. bad for, uh, black. I Bull. didn't want to see professor X die. Yeah. That's stuck for professor X. I mainly felt bad for professor X and Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Dude, that was so cold though. How Wanda was like, do you have children? Like, yes. He's like, I have children of my own. I know. Oh, what yeah. That's like. what it is. And she's like, are, is their mother still alive? And he's like, yeah, like, good. They'll still have one parent to, uh, to like, raise them. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Holy shit. And she's like, I would never hurt anybody. And you're like, okay. Yo, lady, you murdered, like, a bunch of people uh, getting here. 
What are you talking about? You're literally yeah. still sitting in Camertage, surrounded by dead bodies. Yeah, so you're just like, oh, okay. And then, like, I felt like, you know, for Black Bolt, I just instantly thought of Neo from oh, Matrix, where it's like, Mr. Anderson, how are you going to get I just didn't bolt? expect his, like, scream to, like, bounce back into his own skull or whatever. My initial reaction in the theater the first time I saw it with Black Bolt was... At first, was like when he took away his mouth, I started laughing because I thought of the Matrix, and then he just blew up. So I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit, dude!" Yeah. And I just was like that out loud. I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so fucking funny." It didn't help that Brandon was next to me, so we're both fucking laughing, and everyone else is just like, "Oh," and we're like, <laughs> that was... uh, "But yeah, with Mister Fantastic, that was actually just." Hor- that was horrifying. I felt horribly bad. I'm like, dude, don't do that to John Krasinski. He gave his life to save his kids in the quiet place. Don't do this. Dude, <laughs> somehow I feel like Captain Mar- uh, uh, Captain Carter got off easy by getting Captain like Carter cut in got half. Off incredibly easy, but I, yo, she was like, oh man, she, she, she was. Uh, one would say Wanda was too much for her. She split her in half. Yeah. Oh mm. no, no, oh no, I, I made a great pun before for it. I was like, yo, Captain Mar- Captain Carter didn't even make it to halftime. She didn't make the cut? Yeah, she didn't <laughs> make the cut through half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, dude, Miss Captain Marvel got, uh, she got, she just got crushed. I was she like, just got crushed. I was like, that shouldn't dude, kill her, but whatever. Yeah, you got off hella easy, especially after talking all that shit, too. You talked the most shit and you got the least punishment. And then, yeah, Professor X, I felt really bad. Um, he like died in the uh astral plane it so. doesn't help the last time we saw him he got killed by young logan and logan when oh, the clone yeah. came for him so the cg oh. arnold schwarzenegger logan clone oh, i forgot about that yeah oh, i know right wow <laughs> yeah so i'm like oh fuck oh jesus christ again and then of course uh mordu is like the only one that's still alive which is kind of funny he just yeah he's just kind of there i guess yeah he's like well I guess uh, I guess I am the Illuminati now. Uh, so that was interesting. And, you know, Professor X. I think he might nice meet up. up with his other self. I did like that they did give Professor X the role of like, hey, if you somehow do break out, you know, just make sure you do this, this and this. Go to this mm-hmm. way and do this thing. And you're like, yo, thanks, Professor X. You're, you're still cool, man. You're still cool. I like you. Yeah, I love Mordo. Like even then was like, yo, wait, what do you mean if he breaks out? <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, fuck. Um and then uh yeah that was pretty much more or less the movie but how i guess ending it there like uh how do we feel overall i think i said in the beginning it was like fine like I, I wasn't super hot on the story or some of the characters but it was at least entertaining to watch so it was fun just it's not going to stick with me more than most of the other marvel movies but yeah yeah and for me i think it's like i said it's better than i liked it more than the first one this is more memorable just in the sense that i had all the raimi shit um the illuminate you know the illuminati stuff was there and more so i think just having professor x and john krasinski's mr fantastic are like the things that more stick in my head than anything else and uh yeah, otherwise, it, it was fine. I think it's still in, like, the the mid-tier of other Marvel stuff. I feel like ma- majority of the Marvel movies, for me, just kind of go into the middle, and it's just a giant, like, 
I just throw it in a bowl and I don't look at it. I'm just like, yeah, it's in the middle there. And there's like a small amount at the bottom that are just like, oh, I, I just don't think these are good at all. These are just bad. And the top ones where I'm like, oh, these are all really great. I like these a lot. But the middle one is just kind of like the, I don't know, it's just like the biggest portion, I would say. Because the majority of them to me are just always kind of mid. And this one just kind of goes in there. It's just higher than the first one, but both are more or less in there than the first one. Much more closer to the bottom where it's teetering between both. So, yeah. Otherwise, uh, Doctor Strange 3, I guess, quick talk. Uh, you know, the post credit scene, we see Clea, played by uh, Charlize Theron, uh, who is yeah. now in the MCU. Uh, she's supposed to be, like, just because I did lightly look through Doctor Strange stuff, not because of this movie, but because of uh, there was a comic event before called, like, the recently called the De death of uh, Doctor Strange. Like, they killed him off. I don't know if it was permanent or not, or not permanent obviously they always bring him back but like if it was like a instant thing or if they were not actually killing him or whatever but i did know like learning through just kind of briefly looking through it like clea was his ex-wife and she mm -hmm. was also like a sorcerer i don't know if she became yeah sorcerer supreme one of the main things i know about her that like i did like a little bit of a uh, research when charlie's Theron posted a picture of herself in in the makeup and stuff uh Clea apparently was like she lived in the um oh god what uh, uh, Dormammu's dimension I totally yeah the dark dimension right the dark dimension still... and so so that's like interesting that she's actually not from there but it's just like she's spent like her entire life there basically yeah and it's gonna be interesting because you know the whole thing is like during this whole thing, you're having the door close on Christine. And it's like, okay, cool. Rachel McAdams is done. She's probably not in the next movie. And they're like, Doctor Strange will return, blah, blah. But I'm guessing, like, this is the one where we're going to get, like, okay, we're done potentially for the Doctor Strange in the multiverse. We're done with him and, like, Kamertage stuff for now. I think what it's going to be is full on, like, Dark Dimension shit. You'll have the main villain be Dormammu. You'll finally get Dormammu as, like, the main thing. You'll have him and Clea do their thing and become a thing, I assume. And he'll be like, yeah, now we're a sorceress power, sorcerer power couple or some shit. And uh, I'm sure Morju will finally make his return too. And that'll be like a sub portion. Maybe he's serving Dormammu. Who knows? Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So uh, that's more or less everything I think it's going to happen with the third one. So I don't know if there's anything else you'd want to say for that. But I think it's pretty, I guess, basic, straightforward, right? I don't know. What do you think? Oh, man, he froze. Okay. Uh, real fast. There you go. Are you back? Yeah. No, I don't have anything else to add. It's, okay. That's, that's about it, I think. Okay. Uh, then moving on to Moon Knight, because we do have, uh, we have to get through this for time's sake. Time is it? Oh, wow. Yeah. We, we went, went on for a bit. Yeah, I went on too, fast, uh, too long for some of this shit. Uh, yeah, so Moon Knight. This is, I think, it's a different set of topics, I guess, for it. The first thing being the difference between the comics and the show. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to add there. I just, I've never really read a Moon Knight comic. So I have a little bit. And I do know, like... Okay, so for the show, you know, the show is... I did like the show. I'll start off by saying that. I did like it. Um... I think I liked it more than most of the other Disney Plus MCU shows so far. Like, it, hmm. uh, I think I've enjoyed it more. But that's because, like I said, uh, Moon Knight has been a character I've always been more interested in. 
uh, but I've never really had a chance to really read into too much. I did read a, so that's the thing. I, I have read a Moon Knight run. I read uh, Michael Bendis's run, which was only like 12 issues. But in it, you have Mark Spector as Moon Knight and his personalities in there are three heroes. You have Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Captain America. And those are the three personalities inside them all being like, hey, let me do whatever, blah, blah, blah. And by the end of it, I forget who he's fighting, but there's like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that's his like love interest in it. And she ends up like dying. And for some reason, Iron Man is talked about too for a little bit. But at one point, the Wolverine personality kills the Spider-Man and Captain America personalities in it. When, uh, and it they are replaced by, because uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. love interest dies. She becomes one of the personalities, and so does Iron Man. So then it's Wolverine, Iron Man, and her in his Interesting. head. Um, but he's not, like, losing control of his body that much, like, going like, oh, fucking shit, oh, Jesus Christ, like, I don't know where I am, I'm waking up, and blah, blah. Like, it's very much like he's still more or less in control. He's just having the power of the personalities help him do what he needs to do. Like, they're more or less working in sync with each other, not, like, fighting and doing all this crazy shit. But this was, like, 2012 or something when this came out i want to say because after bendis did that event rage of ultron i think or no it was age of ultron he did the age of ultron event and that was fucking horrible uh which sucks because I, I usually like bendis's stuff but i think age of ultron was probably his worst thing and it just i think moonet was in it for a second um but after that i stopped reading because i think it was a bit it was a while before they brought back moon knight into another series and they've had, I want to say, two or three more runs since then. And they've had many more before that. So I don't really know everything else. I just know, like, he, Mark Spector was a mercenary. He is uh, pretty much possessed by, he's like an avatar for Khonshu, who's like that Egyptian god. And in the comics, at least from what I've seen, just like kind of keeping small tabs on things, just like I find out about Jason Aaron's run of Thor and whatnot, and Mighty Thor and all this shit, just from kind of keeping up with comics at like a base level for marvel is like Khonshu becomes like a main villain to the point where it's an event where it's like literally the marvel universe or like the avengers and shit versus Khonshu and moon knight and eventually like i think moon knight turns against Khonshu or something but like it's a whole thing uh now with the show uh obviously it's not like that at all and it's just this fucking dude Stephen grant like i don't know what the fuck is going on holy shit and uh Mark Spector just trying to regain control. And that's what I was kind of confused by in the beginning was why is Stephen Grant always in control this time? And then I, you know, I'm waiting because I'm like, I know Mark Spector's Moon Knight. Like I already, I've at least read enough to know that. And when we finally see it, like, oh, okay. So Stephen Grant's like Mark Spector when he wants to live a normal life, more or less. He's like his weird safety feature. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay, cool. I guess because I'm, I was fine with Stephen Grant, but I'm also the whole time I'm watching the show and seeing Stephen Grant, I'm literally like, it's cool. I'm waiting for Mark Spector to be in charge. I'm waiting for Mark Spector to take over the story because I know Mark Spector's fucking Moon Knight. Yeah. I did love the one of the first times that Stephen was like in like in trouble in Conchu, just like a disembodied voice is just like, oh, great. The idiot's in charge again. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, okay. And it's funny because Con- I'll, I'll say really fast, Conchu's voice reminded me of Optimus Prime so many times from Transformers. I don't know. Why. Uh, I, I could see that a little bit. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I, I do see that 
because I did Brandon Brandon uh, Blockstorf was going to be on here and he had said he did not like Moon Knight. He hated it. Um, really? Yeah. Hmm. And I would imagine this was probably wise because compared to the comic version, this was like horribly inaccurate. I'm guessing. Like I said, I haven't read enough besides that 12 issue run, but in it, like, it didn't feel like I was that was the 12 issue run I read when I was watching this. I was like, these are not the same. And uh, he's not like a wacky character that's kind of like comedy relief every five no, minutes. No, there was definitely a lot more tragedy with this character. Yeah. Um, I mean, this character, like, Stephen Grant was comedy relief. Stephen Grant the whole time was comedy relief. Yeah, every but like the whole reason why Stephen exists. Once though. they do the, or the, the reason, yes. But like pretty much for like five out of six episodes, you're just like, okay all right i'm not laughing though but okay i get i i felt i knew the funny parts when they were the funny parts but i just i don't know why i didn't laugh i just never laughed Mm. and i think that was like a a thing where i was like okay well that's the thing and i just felt kind of whatever on it and i do see that probably the there were more I guess differences and similarities with the characters, at least personality-wise. Uh, which, you know, I get it. It's the MCU. It's going to be different. It's their, you know, take on it, and they want to do with it that best fits their, best fits their architecture for the universe, not necessarily the character. Which is always the thing I might be worried about: is is it good for the MCU or is it good for this character when you're doing this individualized version of them before you throw them into the fucking team blender and shit um so that is like one thing i do wonder but otherwise you know it was good <laughs> it, was, it was enjoyable in that sense and yeah. how do you feel with all that it was a fun show like i guess maybe it helps that i have like almost no uh Knowledge reference yeah, yeah for for moon that's Knight, what i felt than... too I, I feel like i'd probably be angrier if i did like read a lot more moon Knight. yeah so taking it on its own i enjoyed it like i i liked you know, the mystery of like what's going on with Stephen Grant and like what what's going on, like where, you know, who who is the real one? Is it Stephen that's the real one or is it Mark that was the original one? I knew that there was supposed to be like a third, like, you know, Jake something personality, which was really weird that that didn't show up until like the very end. Although that was kind of like a funny twist of like, oh, I only freed the other two. I still have a Moon Knight, though. Uh, but... Like, I don't know. I I really like Oscar Isaac. So seeing him kind of get to flex his acting skills and literally try to be like two different people the entire time was pretty fun. Um, I am a sucker for like mythology stuff. And one of the ones I'm least knowledgeable about is probably Egyptian mythology. So it's always like interesting to see, you know, a mythology that I'm not super knowledgeable knowledgeable about and like maybe learn like a thing or two um although i really don't think a marvel show is probably the best place to learn about real mythologies especially if you're going by norse mythology but um yeah i don't know it was i enjoyed this show for like i mean it was a nice little six episode miniseries i don't know if they're gonna bother with the season two um i'd like to see this character back at some point but yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Okay. And uh, looking more, I guess, specific, like his personalities, uh, you know, we know there's three. There's Mark, who's the main one that we didn't honestly get as much of as I thought we would have. 
and we had Stephen Grant, who seemed like the main personality for a lot of the show. Yeah, I don't understand how Stephen has such a like well established life if he's not like the main like personality. No, uh, I don't fucking know. And then you have uh, Jake uh, something, who is uh, I believe originally cab driver, and he's yeah. like speaking Spanish and shit. And you're like, oh, okay, that's the villain for season two and shit. But um, you know, they were cool. Uh, I thought that. I, I like you get the you get the Jake references even in episode one where that girl's like oh we got that date the date's with Jake uh, it's oh. not with Mark it's with Jake because Mark is married to Layla he he doesn't care um, I miss that huh yeah so the Jake's they, that's like the first time you see it and you're like because at first I thought it was Mark and then once they start do they the first time they did the uh, um wait was that you no I thought it was you I forget which episode it was the first yeah time that one that. was the first evidence that there's like there's more than just the two of them yeah and i like once you show Layla's wife then i was like doesn't make sense then why he was with that girl and so that then i was like oh jake seems like the dude who's like a ladies man who's like oh i want to you know go out with all these chicks and stuff but um i i figured there was three of them in the beginning just because the way it seems in the comics moonette always has three personalities inside so I was just waiting to see who it would be or if there'd be a fourth one because like Mark should Mark's like the main one. So I'm like, all right, well, who's it going to be besides Steven and Jake then? Is there a fourth one? It's like, no, it's just instead it is the three of them together, uh, which, you know, was interesting more or less. But I'm curious if they're trying to make that like, oh, yeah, these are the only personalities you'll ever get. Or there are like all these other ones built inside, which it made it sound like there's more potentially maybe. But like. Maybe the way it seems like the comics run are is they always change it up. They don't always have the same three and they get killed off and stuff where it's like, you know, who's Mark going to have in his head now uh, is like the thing that kind of keeps the story interesting, I guess, for that character in the comics. But it's yeah, it's I'm not sure if that's what they'll do in season two or not or further in the MCU or and whatnot, but. You had, like, two characters, Layla and Arthur. Layla being the Scarlet Scarab, which is new, because I yeah, was Yeah, I had to up. look that up, because I didn't even know it was a reference to anything until uh, Disney posted a picture of, of, like, her with the... I, I do think that the wings being, like, part of swords is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, the character but, design was fine. It was just... Uh, I, cracked I was like, I don't even know who the Scarlet Scarab is. What are you talking about? I did, and I'm just like, Blue Beetle? Dude, yeah, no, I, I literally, I searched, you know, Scarlet Spider on Google, and the first things that came up was from the Blue Beetle comic, and I was like... Yeah, because there's oh. the, the evil version of Blue Beetle, Scarlet Scarab, and yeah. uh, it's even in, like, the fucking Batman cartoon, where he goes to the, like, crime syndicate Earth, and there is Scarlet Scarab, and I'm like, yeah, I thought I knew the Scarlet Scarab, and Scarlet Scarab's DC, what, what's going on here? And you see this, and it's like, oh, there was er other versions, though, for Marvel, but they were, like, it looks like villains more or less or like ancient Egyptian guys and stuff. So I was like, Oh, so they made him uh, a female character this time, which I don't, I don't know if Layla's in the comics or not. Uh, I didn't look that far into it, but uh, at least for Scarlet Scarab, she was never Scarlet Scarab. I, I think ever in the comics, but now I'm sure they'll make her that in the comics. Cause they try to make the comics reflect the MCU a lot sometimes, at least in terms of character popularity, which, you know, DC does the same. They've been, like, pushing Black Adam a lot recently more than before. And, uh, I, you know, I'm not against it. 
because uh, Layla was one of the more interesting characters for sure with her whole like past and stuff. Uh, it wasn't you know it wasn't deep or anything. The the show is pretty straightforward and uh, basic at points in terms of like trying to understand all this stuff. I was like, oh, okay, this is easy, no worries. But um, you know, Arthur Harrow uh, being the other character was the previous Moon Knight, and yeah, that was uh, an interesting twist. Yeah, it was pretty interesting and i'm pretty sure like uh looking it up because that like i said i only read one run of moon knight so i wasn't sure and i had to actually wiki this shit um but he was moon knight i believe before uh mm-hmm. yeah he was uh or no uh, maybe he was i actually don't know if he was or not i'm not gonna look too much into it because i eventually do want to read everything but he seems like he was a villain and yeah, he was just a occupation, clinical research scientist, human, no alternate names. That's it. So they kind of made him a more, I think they changed him too. So Layla and Arthur are completely different than their comic versions or exist now more than oh, their comic versions. Interesting. Yeah. They, they don't seem like they were that played out. He was in the second volume of Moon Knight. I don't know if he was used afterwards, but it seems like he was a temporary character that they did not use afterwards that much. And... I think, like, you know, him as a avatar of Ahmet, I thought that was cool, uh, the way they did pull that off, though. And the the designs for Scarlet Scab were cool. The designs for, like, his cane and the gods were also really cool. I did like those a lot, too. I thought they were pretty funny. They were kind of cartoonish looking. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting that there was, like, an avatar for a bunch of different gods, and they just were, like... I don't know, living their lives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're just kind of like, we, we don't involve ourselves with humans anymore because they don't worship us. We don't have a reason to like be around or shown because who yeah. knows what will happen. And then we see what happens. They all get kind of got, uh, or at least their avatars get killed. I think the gods Dude, are I thought that like they were working with Arthur Harrow for some reason until like the last episode. And it's like, oh no, that guy is trying to release Ahmed. That, that was real. Like, Wait, you actually believed him? Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of learn the Egyptian gods are fucking idiots. You're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> These guys. There's a reason why they're not going to bother showing him and Thor uh, got, uh, Love and Thunder. And it's just going to be the Greek gods and stuff. Yeah, they're all gone now. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's. Gore the God Butcher shows up. He's just like, yo, I thought there were more gods here. What? What happened? Oh, uh, they, they kind of. Kill themselves, sir. They uh, they sucked. <laughs> These things happen sometimes, I guess, with the pantheons of the old. But uh, dude, the the writing team and the directors were really good here. And this is where it got interesting. Was uh, th- I think this is where the, the greatest strength of the show was because I see like I'm I'm fine with like the way they lose they use Layla is uh, they they try to put a lot of Egyptian and like Middle Eastern like influence into this which you know we haven't gotten at all and th- yeah. that's the cool thing about moon knight and then following like miss marvel with the, the pakistani background and whatnot is we're getting all this stuff that probably at least if someone else did it would not have done it like this and we wouldn't have gotten cool like egyptian music in the credits all the time that's like modern and stuff because i actually i usually skip the credits but because it's always like a it's Loki theme. It's the Falcon soldier theme. And you're like, okay, that's great. Skip. And this one, I'm like, oh, this is actually music. Like this is, 
this is actually enjoyable like i'm i'm enjoying like this uh whatever genre of egyptian music this is it's really it's really cool and uh i, d I do like that the showrunners made sure to be like hey let's turn her into an egyptian hero i didn't like that they said are you an egyptian hero where <laughs> i was just kind of uh, like yeah. i am in egypt i am a hero you've never seen before are you an egyptian war and it was just like yes thank it you it seems like an unnecessary line yeah it was kind of it, it was a little one of my one of my friends said that pointed that out and he was like it's kind of cringy and i didn't think about it until he said it because at first i didn't he said the line and it didn't register with me and once he said where it was from i'm like oh yeah i didn't even think about that that much yeah you're right it was pretty not good uh and it's funny too because like you know you have an egyptian female hero and then a jewish male hero because they do point out he has like yamaka and stuff when he's leaving his mom's funeral that he didn't go into uh yeah and i think it's cool that they do that and i could see the reason why they do that because uh layla's actress is also half palestinian and mm. she plays an egyptian character and Israel had a war with Egypt, which they took, I believe, the Gaza Strip, if I remember correctly. And uh, they, you know, Israel, Palestine, like Israel, Palestine. Enough said. So it's interesting. They have like two characters united like that. And I see what they're trying to kind of pull off there a little bit where you're kind of getting some Judaism and Islam without really throwing in the Judaism and Islam, like not explaining it, just going like, hey, just like, so you know, this is what he is. Um so I did enjoy that. So at least culturally wise and like that kind of area, I thought they did a really good job uh, fleshing out like, hey, this is Egypt and not like here's real looking Egypt. Like they even have like the, the dude walking around selling the, the drinks and stuff like you, it's supposed to they're trying to make it feel authentically like, hey, this is actually what it looks like in Egypt right now. If you go through the streets of Cairo, this is what you're getting instead of like a weird like Hollywood cinematic bullshit version that probably wouldn't be as accurate and i think the even um i want to i forget which thing but like the showrunners for the show because i think they are egyptian or some form of middle eastern uh they do say like there was a another movie or something that was uh you know culturally appropriate and they're like yeah we wanted to make sure it was never this movie they like pointed it out and said we don't want it to be like that because that's bullshit and that's whitewashed as fuck so that's why we wanted to do our own thing. I don't think it was Prince of Persia, but it, it could have been Prince of Persia uh, or something else. But I was like, yeah, I agree with them here. I, I like what they're doing there. But um, yeah, otherwise, it was fine. It was good. Uh, I enjoyed the show. I think I liked it more than Doctor Strange just because, like I said, I've just actually been interested in Moon Knight. I thought the outfit for Moon Knight was really good. Uh, the design for yeah. it was great. I did see they did like the, the Stephen Grant suit which was uh that was interesting mr that Knight. is that is a more recent outfit i think they've done in the comics too i've seen that in like a few comic covers and then uh it, it does make me think like yo what's uh jake's moon knight outfit gonna yeah. look like is it gonna be something horrifying or whatever but it's i i do see like okay season two will just they'll have a new like potentially jake and Conshu will be the villains maybe and uh you have Steven and Mark working together and Layla working with them and stuff. But otherwise, I think the show also just had a bad ending. And like the ending, I thought the ending was very whatever. It, it seemed very sudden. Yeah, they just kind of like, oh, it's whatever. And you're like, it's also it, really weird to me that they were like, like, we need to kill Arthur Harrow. And then he's like, he just couldn't do it. And I was like, 
no, but this guy needs to die. Like he's currently possessed. He's already by defeated, and then you see him, and he, you see like what happens to him after, and it's like he isn't a threat anymore. And then they're just yeah. like, just, let's kill him anyway. Well, that that I didn't understand either, because like he was be- he literally had Amit like trapped inside him, and I was like, wait, but no, don't you want to destroy that god though? Like she literally wants to kill pretty much everyone. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, but. Yes, it's it's interesting, I guess. I, I don't know. It's hard to... I think I'd hard. have to agree with you, though. I, I think I did overall enjoy this show a bit better than Doctor Strange. Just because, like... I mean, it's definitely easier to pace stuff out when you have multiple, like, episodes to do. And it's like, it literally had six hours to get the, um, the story across versus, like, two. Yeah. But, like, Doctor Strange felt really fast paced in some places like scarlet witch like they went to scarlet witch for help and then she's like oh no she's the villain now and i was like that was jarring okay uh so i i just think overall i did enjoy moon knight pacing wise and just like i was actually interested in like where is this going whereas dr strange i was like i guess i'll just sit here and watch what happens for two hours yeah but uh Leaving that with, uh, well, it is also a thing with the ending where it's like Loki, where you just kind of like, oh, okay, if there's no season two, this would be really fucking stupid. Yeah. But uh, I just also think Disney Plus shows haven't had Disney Plus Marvel shows haven't had any good endings. None of the endings have been good. They've all no, because they always like, feel like they're supposed to lead into the next thing. Yeah, and so I, it literally I think feels that's what un- I don't like about. That's an issue with Marvel is I'd like them to just show a wrap on something and they can return, but just give us an ending. Stop just kind of being like to be continued in whatever movie or show comes after, whether it's connected or not. But hey, it's happening. Go watch it. Fuck you. So, you know, that message feels like it's always there kind of with them. Uh, Bringing in one last question before we leave here. Uh, Are we tired with Marvel? I wouldn't say I'm tired with Marvel. Like it's, I definitely don't get ex- as excited for every one of their movies as I used to, but I still can. The first two it, phases we were excited for everything. Yeah. But like at this point I'm like, no, I'll, I'll see the next one just cause like it, at the very least it'll You're be this invested app. already. And that too. It's like, a, it's a little bit of like, it's You're just 30 movies in. Yeah, I'm invested in the storyline, and it, like I gotta watch the newest episode of this series, essentially. Uh, and two, it's That's just like it, yeah, and two at the very least, it's just like it's usually a fun watch. So even if it's not the most compelling, you know, deep philosophical story that makes you think about it for a long time, it's at least like a fun couple hours usually. Yeah, it is. It definitely just feels like you're now just kind of going. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to Great America really fast, go on this roller coaster, and then yeah. I'll and that's it. Like, I, I don't feel like there's anything else. Like, I'm I'm also I'm I'm getting a little tired just for the fact just for the sheer fact of I don't like it taking up the entirety of the film calendar or like there's stuff taking up the entirety of the film yeah, calendar. It takes away from everything else. And that's the one thing I think I don't like the most there. But otherwise, yeah, I'm just kind of I guess if anything the good thing about this is it's going to show me when a show or movie does stand out. It'll be very clear when it does. Yeah. Like it'll, I'll see which one where I'm like, Oh, this is actually really fucking good because it doesn't feel like another just kind of throw into the 
mid cookie jar of Marvel that majority of them fall into. Uh, and this, you know, unfortunately Moon Knight still goes into that jar. It doesn't go into the higher end. Yeah. Um, but I'm very curious to see when the next one actually will be. Cause at least at this rate, at this like point of track record that they have, uh, it's it doesn't feel like any of them really are hitting that at all or will hit that at least for the foreseeable future except maybe blade because i just really want to fucking see blade i keep forgetting that's on the on the uh phase five horizon yeah Yeah. but yeah that's it uh hope you guys like that like i said you know moon knight i wish we could have i think if we had known more about moon knight we probably would have actually been angrier yeah everyone else i guess that didn't like it more or less but uh you know, this has been Sutra Side Talk. We talk, uh, we watch and play. If you can support us, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. If it's Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. If it's Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, we are pretty much back up and running on Instagram and Twitter. I'm still going to be working on getting TikTok going with uh, some new clips and stuff. So look forward to that very, very soon. And, uh, you know, follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. Follow me on Twitter at GogoComzilla. And we will catch you next week for episode 150 with Horizon the Forbidden West, which I actually still have to really start and get through. And I have one week to do it. Holy shit. Everything is going to be horrible. Uh, Or I'm going to be pretty much playing it like every night it's just gonna be that's me my nights every night after food is just gonna be just don't sleep <laughs> yeah just don't sleep it's gonna be great i actually i think that during the last probably few days if i'm actually losing time i might just sleep less that's probably what's gonna happen <laughs> uh we'll see what happens though uh and then uh 151 the last episode of may will be uh halo and uh this week though look for two other episodes uh coming out this week as well uh this of course comes out monday i think i'll still have it on monday wednesday we will have a uh suture sidewatch episode on my neighbor totoro the studio ghibli movie and on friday we will have an up to it down to it episode that we're actually recording right after this on surgeries injuries and hospital experiences so that's going to be a fun cut topic so uh until next time everybody so long thanks for listening